Podcast. I'm your boy Sweet Lou. And I'm your boy B Reed. What's going on, Reed? Shit, a whole bunch of nothing trying to get into this smoke. Oh man, who wants to smoke this week, bro? Your boy Lonzo Ball. Man, if y'all don't know, Lonzo Ball cut ties with his money manager, Alan Foster. And Alan Foster, hip hop Houdini's what I call him. This nigga <laughs> made $1.5 million disappear. Wee, what's up with that? And the nigga uh withdrew another four hundred and seventy-four thousand. So what the story is. You know, he got four partners on the big ball of brand. Right. You got LeVar. Okay, yeah, LeVar um, got 16%. Yeah, and you got his mom, got the other, like, 16.3. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he had to get a little bit more than the mom, hey, you know, you even know, if by point one. She you know what I'm saying? She held him down. <laughs> and then Lonzo got 51%. Right, so he's the majority shortholder, right? Yeah. All right. But with that, there's only people that can make withdrawals from the account. It's right. It's only, like... Because they're account holders, so it only can be Lonzo, it only can be Allen, or it can be LeVar. Yeah. One of them people are drawing money. So basically, when they were trying to get the taxes done, his, uh, his Lonzo's phone like, listen, can't get the taxes done for BBB or yours because we can't find $1.5 million. Now, see, look, <laughs> this, is, this, is due, this is due diligence on LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball because the financial advisor stated multiple times that he emailed them at least two or three times talking about he couldn't find his 1.5 million so either they rolled up or these niggas don't check their email man well they said they said lavar does didn't check his email and the reason why his email makes sense because they said you know he's been trying with true, the sons true, trying true. to get together the, the league the jl league so doing a bunch of different things Lionel's playing in the nba so they got to have more contact email. I mean, email couldn't be the only source of contact. But while he's hitting them up, he's telling them, like, we can't find this 1.5. Right. And on top of not being able to find 1.5, he's not he's not even willing to show receipts. Right. And this ain't even counting the 474 that he withdrew through a charity fund. Right, so right. So I'm trying to get him to show. He's trying to get him to show receipts of what he's doing. And dude is ghosting him. Ghosting him like, hey, look, I'm going to tell you straight up. 1.5 million missing, dog. I don't need no email, dog. That's a phone call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I need you to dial my number ASAP. But I want to tell y'all something, man. Look, if, when you make it big, you know, no matter if it's the NBA or Lotto or, you know, you just start a little small business and you came up, everybody got that one family member or that one friend of the family, you know what I'm saying, that held you down through the hard times and got you through. Hey, bro, do not give them a job. If you want to cash them out, I'm good with that. You want to give them a small equity piece in your company where they just sit back, collect a little check. I'm cool with that too. But you talking about an individual who has never seen this much amount of money dealing with it on an everyday basis, bro. It, it just creates problems, creates troubles. You know what I mean? Well, well see, that's where I got to stop you because it's not like he had never seen this amount of money. So that's the back part in the due diligence that you're trying to say that he needs to go with for the fact that he had a scheme where he ran on his church, you uh, know, where he had him invest, and they said he had up about $4 million that he had swindled from the church. So he was already in the game. He dealt with that money, and that's how he got LeVar because he had good game. He talked LeVar, and he played off LeVar's ego and told him how smart he is, how creative <laughs> he is. Why are you going to Nike? You can do it yourself. Right, we right. can get this shit jumping. And made him, made him believe, and behold, he put him in charge of every business that they have. So the 1.5 is only the 1.5 that you don't know about. It ain't even saying what he's convinced LeVar will be a legitimate expense. True. <laughs> well, look, man, like, it's, due, it's no due diligence on LeVar because LeVar should have been doing a background check. But, you know, he was like, oh, he the homie. He ain't going to do me like that. Hey, bro, 
when it comes to these dollars, bro, everybody's up. Cold game. Cold game, man. But at the same time, I respect Lonzo, man, for stepping up and cutting ties with old boy, you know what I'm saying? Because LeVar kind of went ghost when his homie disappeared with that money. But uh, Lonzo was like, yo, I got to get this shit done. So... It well, takes care of the right things right now. That's because LeVar stretches himself through thin, man. See, that's one part about, you know, you can have different streams of income, but you might want to make sure your, your streams are solid before you start other things. You know, he had the big baller brand, which they're going through some stuff with the Better Business Bureau right. because they can't even get stuff on time. True. You know what I'm saying? They have a bunch of complaints. I think it said like over 180 complaints in like the last eight months. Well, it's not only that. Like, I know Jay-Z for sure. He... He did. He uh, came to social media and was like, when when the ZO2s first came out, I think he ordered like 10 pair and he only got like three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was $500 a pop. I mean, I know they ain't hurting Jay, but at the same time, when you got a product, man, You want, when you pay for a product, you damn sure want to get it. So you come in, you price it as a premium brand. Right. You're not even structured to handle the quantity that you're going to get. Right. Your factory's not even structured for that because the dude done talked you into it, but you... You don't have a Nike structure. You can't do this like online, ready to order. I'm going to price them at $500. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then when you get the bulk orders of people actually trying to support you, they got an F at the Better Business Bureau. Damn, that's terrible. And, yeah, that ain't even talking about the other um, the other company that handles internet commerce. Right. They don't, even, they don't even release that information, but they're not handling their business there. Then you go start a league right. where you're trying to, like, I guess, circumvent the NCAA. Right. Kids don't get paid there. They have a show about the league, and but, they show that they don't get paid. Right. And this dude is handling all. It's too many holes in the game where you still splitting off doing other things, and people ain't even handling the finances up front. Well, it's a prime example of, you know, big ideas, but not big follow-through. You know what I'm saying? But this individual, you know what I'm saying, he's so money-hungry that he convinced LeVar to let him run everything, and it's just too much for one person to handle. So LeVar is off doing what he's supposed to do, you know what I'm saying, building all this. And expected his man, Alan Foster, to come back with the follow-through, but he's not following through because he's too busy taking his bread. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's doing what every Ponzi scheme or hustler does. I mean, that's what they do. The structure's never there. Right. But they can talk to you about the structure. They can tell you the plan, and everything sounds excellent until you start digging in deeper because they really don't have the time because right. all they want is the cash. That's all they but want. But they're not using the cash to really put the structure how it needs to be because anybody knows when you start up a business, you're probably going to lose money the first year. True. He ain't trying to lose no money. He's trying to get that bank. He's trying to get that bank. Well, see, LeVar, <laughs> he should have took care of one thing at a time. I don't think LeVar understand numbers. I think he's well, the not, But he don't understand numbers. But what I'm saying is, is like, first of all, it's, you shouldn't have started your own shoe company. I know it sounds like a great idea. They don't have enough capital to do that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting. Yeah, at. you see, what they should have did was partnered with either Nike or Adidas. Now, you know, maybe they would have gave you a great deal. Maybe they wouldn't. But at the same time, it would have been better than what you got right now because the shoe deliveries would have been on time. If you had designed the shoe, maybe you could have came out with a better deal. Like, look, we designed it. You just put your logo on it. You give us, I don't know, 20%. Shit, that sounds like a good deal to me. But that's what I'm saying. When you get when you get somebody that understands how to swindle rich people, you know what I'm saying? LeVar then wasn't rich. Right. But he know he already knows how to convince and swindle people with money, so you know he can talk the game. Right. Then you get with someone like LeVar who has an ego that thinks he's doing everything right, so all he does is stroke his ego. Once you get there, you know what I'm saying, now it's just about getting the money because they could have used that money to develop the structure. For sure. They could have even, once, you, once they started Big Baller Brand, 
and they put it into place, I guarantee you Nike or Adidas would have been willing to buy. Yeah, yeah, buy for sure. They could have made a quick lick just by selling it. But if they did that, now he no longer has control of the financials. But you yeah, know? exactly. And that's what you that's what you wanted because with dealing with Adidas, you ain't gonna lose one point five million. See, they trying to do all this with Lonzo's rookie contract. Yeah, you know what I mean. And with the rookie contract, I don't care how good you are. You know what I mean? You don't get that good money until the second contract. You know what I mean? You yeah, got to put the NBA structure. right. That's how the NBA structure. Now, every all of it's guaranteed. But shit, even LeBron's first contract wasn't as big as his second contract when he went to Miami. He got the he got the full max. You yeah. know what I mean? We were just talking about how um, Mike Trout got that four hundred million dollar contract, right? And through the and through LeBron's career, even though the last five, six, seven years he's been making thirty million, mm-hmm. he's only made three hundred eighty-seven million. Well, he will, he will make three hundred eighty-seven million at the end of the Lakers contract, right? Because of the structure of the NBA in their CBA. Exactly. So that's what you're talking about when you say you can get money in the NBA, but you're not going to get it on that rookie contract. No, nah, not on the rookie contract. You got to wait after that first four years, and it's all good money as long as you handle your business on the court. So, but they try to get ahead of the game. Didn't have enough money, but just tried to stretch it, and then kept. You know, it's like it's kind of like when you when you open up a little mom and pop store, and before it starts profiting, you try to open up two more to corner the market. But what you're doing is you're hurting yourself because you're not bringing in any profit, yeah. but you're extending your you're extending your finances by trying to open up all these profits. You know, classic monopoly. You know what I'm saying? And then you're looking at and you're looking at uh, Lonzo, and you're saying, ah, well, he lost one point five two million dollars straight, but we don't know how much money he put into starting exactly. Big Baller Brand. We don't know how much money he gave them to start that JBLE. Right. We don't know how much money he just gave them to buy houses, cars. We don't know what he has. Right. So exactly. two million dollars could be big for him. Could be life changing. You know, know what I'm sure. saying? But he has the contract, so you know he's he's working on his own, and he got people. He he finally got smart, started working with. The label um, Lakers. Mm-hmm. He got his financial manager back. His agents took over the finances. This is the. I'm glad that he caught this early because so many people don't catch this early. Yeah, true. You look buddy. at what happened to Vince Carter and them when they Man. used their family friend. You looked at uh, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, you know, he got hit for like 65 mil. And these are these are people using their family friends because they're close to them. You're trying to stay black business. Whatever you're trying to do as the excuse. I mean, I know people don't like corporations because of the percentages. But still, at least you have some type of security right. when you go through these bigger cor- organizations. Right. Like, at least they, the corporations, you know you're going to get your check. Yeah, I mean. And that's, it, and that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like, everybody would like to be self-sufficient and start their own business and make their own money. That's all good. But if you don't take care of that, it all falls on you. If the good and the bad falls on you, you know what I'm saying? With the corporation, yeah, you might get a smaller percentage. But at least you know if they guarantee you $5 million, you're going to get $5 million. You know what I mean? And I I feel like that this I feel like that he came to this conclusion because he has someone as smart as LeBron in his corner. Right. I feel like if he didn't have a LeBron in his corner and he wasn't talking to somebody in the locker room, you know how people talk in the locker right, room. Exactly, yeah. He may not have figured this out. He nah, may not yeah. have been like, you know what, my daddy's not doing because his daddy had a strong voice. But something made him act, and it's more than the email because they've been getting them for like six months. They've seen months. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something else happened. Right. And I know part of it was when they talked to the Lakers, they talked about Lonzo. The reason why he's been having these foot and ankle injuries is because of those shoes. Right. They're being made cheaply, and he's exactly. been wearing them. And yes. And because of that, it's, it's giving him multiple injuries. Right. And that's what the Lakers sit down and told him. At that point, he was like, he's willing to make te- tweaks to his shoe. 
But obviously, when sitting down and reevaluating, they came to the conclusion that there's bigger issues here. And I think it's going to, once they really start investigating it, it's going to be more than this $2 million that they're missing. Guaranteed. Because as I said, in the JBL League, they weren't even getting paid. Right. And they were acting like, I don't know where the money is. Where the check's at? He right. ain't issuing the checks. He's the one running the league. Right. But they, <laughs> and they were supposed to get paid, though, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, I know they came out and said they were supposed to get paid. But, like, when I seen the uh, when I seen the, the footage of the – they weren't using stadiums. They were using, like, boys club gyms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can't run a league like that. Like You, you can't you can if you're cutting off the top. Nah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, is, like, yo, you can pay these people a lot easier if you got a crowd coming out. You know what I mean? Especially if you in a city – that one of the main players is playing in and who know they can hoop, but you you playing that uh, YMCA where everybody got to stand around instead of sitting in the bleachers, you know what I mean? So all his business starts was half-assed. So they need to reevaluate their their plans, man. And like I said, they just had too many. They had too many. I mean, if you the Ball Family Series, and they, they made him over all of it. But the, the bigger point about it is just, man, you can't trust I know, I know it sounds good to know your best friend, my homeboy. He's right. smart. He's real smart. He real knows smart. everything. Yeah. Man, this dude's a genius. I mean, that, you know, if he was, he, he'd probably be doing something. You know what I mean? Right. He wouldn't be just on the street. Right. You know, if you got a skill set like that, you're not going to be unemployed. Hey man, like I said, bro, <laughs> at the end of the day, if you got that family friend, the homeboy, the play cousin, yeah. you know what I mean? Just cash him out, man. Look, just say, hey, bro, I appreciate you holding me down. Give him like a hundred racks and call it a day. And you can always just use the dude as the advisor. They just want to give these dudes like full financial control of everything. Man, I heard when, they, when um, he was talking to him and he was like, hey, you know, you should start your own brand. The next sentence was, um, but let me do it. Let me you know run it. Let, yeah, me, yeah. let me It's do always it. that let me run it. When you hear that sentence, that's when you just got to bail out. Bail you know out. Look, I'm trying to tell you, man, look, if you, you either cash them out or shit, make them your, your personal assistant, make them your manager. You know, throw them 50 racks a year and, you know, just let them chill out and, you know, run your errands and shit. You know what I mean? That's what that nigga did on Entourage. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I respect about LeBron. And before we get into the LeBron smoke, you know what I'm saying? I want to I want to give him some props. Okay, okay. Because LeBron came from the hood, he had a bunch of homeboys he that did. he wanted to put on, but he did it the right way. The right way. You know way. what I'm saying? He had a nice little circle of people he trusted. Right. He put them through school. Right. He put them in an internship at Nike. Right. Or his agency. He let right. them learn. You know what right. I'm saying? And then after like seven or eight years, then they broke off and did their own thing after they learned the game. Smart. Hey, I will never say LeBron is not a smart individual, bro. I'm not. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I'm not a LeBron hater. The boy knows about his business, man. You talking about a kid straight out of high school, no college education. It's just doing things the right way and taking care of his friends and family. You know what I'm saying? Good thing that he is in Lonzo's corner right now. Too bad he wasn't in, you know, they couldn't have had this conversation a little sooner. You know what I mean? But I will give LeBron props, man. He takes care of friends, family, you know, the right way. Everybody's held accountable. So if they fuck up, he still punish them. But at the same time, look, you know, business is business, but we still boys. And he's been taking care of these players in the league, too, because a lot of the stuff that he's done has been really beneficial to the league. So, I would, I'm, like I've always said, I believe once LeBron retires from the league, he's going to be way more impactful to the NBA than he has been. He's already been super impactful. Oh, no, he's been very impactful, man. And, you know, he does a lot for the teams, the cities that he, that he plays in, the states that he plays in. It's like every team that they go to, you know, they not only make them better, they make the communities better, and he just he just involved all the way around. Unfortunately, 
He couldn't help the Lakers, though. Man, you know what I mean? <laughs> he couldn't help them niggas. Look, bro, hey, I told everybody from the first, before the season even started, man, let LeBron just chill out this year. You know what I'm saying? I knew this shit wasn't going to work, but I don't want to be one of the people to say, I told you so. I'm just saying, you, you came in to the Western Conference. You've never played in the Western Conference before, and I don't care what nobody say. It is totally different than the East. It's different when you only play the Western Conference a third of your season. Yeah, you straight. You can come out number one, number two, number three. But when you got to play them 75% of your season, bro, they got some killers over here. You know what I'm saying? Golden State. The Spurs, even though they ain't got Kawhi no more, they got DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, they still a threat. You know what I'm saying? You got OKC. You got you got the Rockets. But they didn't even jump the Clippers, though. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Doc Rivers. Sacramento's sh- on the air. Hey, bro, Doc, Doc Rivers showed y'all, man. I don't need no star. You know what I mean? They, they ain't like the, the fifth best team in California. Hey, bro. Hey, <laughs> California, bro. It's Golden State, and then it's the Clippers, man. Golden State, Clippers, you know what I'm saying? Sacramento. Hey, bro, look. LeBron has been retired. And like I said, I want to let y'all know I am not a LeBron hater, man. I'm just not a fan. I just like to keep it like it is. If the, when the brother do good and he win, you don't hear me no complaints. I don't give no excuses. The man won. But when he lost, y'all got to take these L just like everybody else. Well, I'm a LeBron hater on the basketball court. Now, if he ain't on the basketball court, anything with business, I'm all for LeBron. When he retired, I'm going to give him his props. Was as long as he's bouncing the ball, right. I'm going to hate on him. Right. And once he went to the Lakers, I said it ain't going to be the same. And the reason why I said that is because – you get about 25 to 30 games where LeBron just coasting, doing his thing. Right. So when you make this argument about the Lakers, one thing everybody's going to say to you is, oh, man, at 18 games, he was out. Look, they killed okay. him. Hey, let me clear this up right now. Okay, look. <laughs> last, not last year. The year before last, LeBron was out for 13 games. They went 2-11. and 11, yep. Okay? They had Kyrie and they had Kevin Love and went 2 for 11. So I don't want to hear about this fucking 18 games. When they went what seven and nine is that what, is that what it was? Yeah, but that, shit, that's a five game stretch. And then on top of that, at the at the point of the season after he came back after missing that, they were at the same point they were at last year. So exactly. they had actually regressed. He didn't. He, the the games that he played earlier didn't mean anything. They didn't get any better, bro. And then not only that, this team is a thousand percent better with even with these young players. A thousand percent better than what he had in Cleveland before the trade when he had Isaiah Thomas and after the trade when he got George Hill and Clarkson and all them boys. All right. It was, it's this, it's the, this team is a thousand percent better. You got Kuz, who is an all out baller, bro. I love Kuzman. You know what I'm saying? I hope he can stay with the Lakers because he can really contribute. You know, Lonzo, you know what I'm saying? He, He's a low-key, triple-double player if you give him the minutes. And his defensive rating was super high on that team. They actually started losing when he got hurt. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of people don't want to give him credit just because he's at the low end of triple-double. You know what I'm saying? He's about a 10. He, I mean, he only about not 7, 10 points. You know what I mean? But he still give you 8 assists, you know, 9 rebounds. Like, that's straight for a point guard, okay? They're not even not including Brandon Ingram, who averaging 19 points a game. Career year for him. Right, exactly. And y'all need to get off of my man Luke Walton, bro, because Luke Walton has been there three years, and every year they've gotten better. So it's not Luke, because it was the same. Luke was the same coach when they was number four in the, in the West. Y'all forget that. When he was there and y'all was number four, it was all good. But now that y'all didn't make the playoffs, always, we got to get rid of Luke. Yeah, it's always the coach's fault when it comes to LeBron. LeBron's hard to coach because LeBron wants to do his own thing. 
if you've ever been a manager of somebody or try to lead somebody and you got one person that's the best person on your team that's disrespectfully saying he's not going to do what you say, that right. affects the whole team. Yeah. But and you can see when he had his own squad last year, they made leaps and they were leap. They went from being the number two pick in the league, the second worst team in the league, mm-hmm. to 37 games won. Right. They were supposed to make another leap with LeBron, but there was regression. Yeah. And you're blaming Luke for that? Luke isn't the one that's new to the team. No, nah, he's not. He's <laughs> not new to the team, and that's the only thing that I'm super disappointed at in LeBron, because I feel like he didn't give Luke the fair shake. Yes, you came in, in the league the same year as Luke. You know, what I'm saying obviously you're still playing, and he's not. But at the same time, all you had to do was work with my man and be like, "All right, Luke, we gonna try it your way." You know, if I, I'm gonna give you my opinion, obviously, you know, what I'm saying if I feel like things need to change around here, but at the same time. You don't. You didn't listen to him at, like at all. Like, and you just kind of just you kind of set him up for failure because because yeah, he wasn't one of his guys. Yeah, he wasn't one of his guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And obviously, the, the kid is doing something right because, like I said, they got better every year and they won 37 games last year. You know what I mean? And now, shit, y'all might not even break that. And he's not even thinking that Luke came from Golden State system, right? So if Luke can put that system in place and make LeBron James be the Draymond Green of that system. Yeah. And and LeBron James is 10 times better than Draymond Green. True, true, true. What could that system be? Man. You got to give it a shot at least. Just give it one year. And that's the problem with LeBron is LeBron comes in – First offhand, he wants to let the coach go. Whenever there's a coach and he doesn't like him, boom, he wants to go. He tried to do that with Eric Spolstra. Right. Pat Riley wasn't going for it. Didn't it made him buy in, and it made him a better player. Exactly. Magic yeah. Johnson should have made him buy in, and I got a problem with Magic. Ma- Magic, man, he is not the he's not the guy, and I and I don't want to mean like he's not the guy for the position that he's at. He's just not he's not the guy making the decisions. So Magic, you know. He got that mouthpiece where he got everybody, you know, full attention. We're going to do this, this, and this. But the decision's not up to him. You know what I mean? So who's making the decisions? Man, Jeannie Buss, bro. You, you well, Jeannie should have came down and said, Luke's my guy. She did, bro. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she came out and was like, Leo, Luke's the guy. But when you got three against one, you got Rob Palenka and you got Magic and you got LeBron all saying the same thing. But they really ain't. Saying they ain't really, they just agreeing with LeBron, you know what I mean? Because they want to make LeBron happy. It's not like they don't like Luke. Obviously, he's doing a good job. But when LeBron make a decision, man, they try to stick by LeBron. You, you know they you know they working backwards. They're doing the opposite of what Golden State did. But, hey, bro, look. Golden State is above, I don't, man, I just, you can't even say in words, man. Like, they had a quick turnaround. And I give a lot of credit to Mark Jackson, man, look. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. Right. So what I'm talking about is, they have the innovative mind for the offense. Right. What they're trying to do, they want Jason Kidd. Okay. So now they're going to go back and get the the fundamental guy, right. the structure guy, right, right. when they already have it. Exactly. So now you're going to go, you're going to regress, and you're going to get a guy that makes you play the fundamentals and the structure that's the asshole. Right. That's not going to help you build. You right. already had that guy. LeBron was supposed to be the fundamental guy that puts the structure, and Luke was supposed to be the innovative offense. Right, exactly. But, but when um, Jason Kidd had Giannis, you let Jason Kidd go, and the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. Hey, best team, team so in you the want NBA. him? Hey, look. But no, you got to think, man. But Jason Kidd put him on the map, though, because before Jason Kidd got there, they wasn't in the play. Right, he's the structure he's guy. He's the structure guy. I, I get it. You know what I mean? So basically, like y'all Jackson. just paying for a name. Instead of letting Luke prove himself. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. That's what I was talking about. You had Mark Jackson, the structure guy. 
And then you, now Jason Kidd's the structure guy. Right, right, but right. But you brought in Steve Kerr, the one that's been on every team, has mm-hmm. been under every coach, that right. knows these systems, has innovative offense. Luke Walton, his dad was a coach. You know what I'm so, saying? He's yeah. been around his dad. He's been in the NBA. He's been under assistant coaching. He was right. on Steve he's Steve Kerr's um, team. He coached them to the, doing the best record in right. the NBA. Right. He coached that team for like 60% of the season. Yeah, very true, very true. But that guy's the problem. Exactly. He forgot how to coach. Hey, man, like I said, bro, Magic gonna fuck around and get fired, bro, because he's not, he's not asserting himself, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, stick with the program, and if it don't work, then at least we say we try, but y'all not even trying, so therefore, you, you're setting yourself up for failure, and then now, you gotta hope that you sign an all-star next year, which I don't think they're gonna do. Yeah, and that, that's the problem I have with Magic. Like, I put a lot of it on LeBron because I expect him to be more of a leader. But then again, I don't know how much LeBron even cared anymore. Right. I put that because he's outstretched. He got that million-dollar mile look like it's going to be cold. But that's a whole <laughs> other story. You know what I'm saying? He's making some good product out here. Right, I'll not, give you that. Hey, he's definitely making some good product. I think he got too much things going on. But I said this at the beginning of the season. I said, this is LeBron's retirement year, bro. Like, there was no expectations this year. They, You know, if they made the playoffs good, if they didn't, Oh, well, because it wasn't any expectation because they're waiting for those free agents next year. Yeah, and that's the problem. They're banking too much on signing All-Star. That that right there is an old structure. Right. Your, your dynasty is not going to be built on signing the biggest free agent. That system is dead in the NBA right. with the – with the new salary cap restrictions. The new NBA is drafting talent, and the Lakers have that. Yes. They have that drafted talent. So if if uh, Magic Johnson would have did a better job of putting players around that team that would support them, and what I mean is shooters. Right. They needed shooters, 3 and D players. That's all they needed. They didn't need to go get a Lance Stevenson nope. or Rondo or a Tyson Chandler. They should have re-signed Brooke Lopez. You got a 7-foot center right. that can defend the rim and shoot the 3, right, and they right. should have went out there and got a couple of more 3-point shooters just as small forward and shooting guard. Well, see, look, I'm not mad at Rondo. I'm not mad at the Rondo deal, and this is because... I am. You're taking away from, you're taking away from Lonzo. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, true, but at the same time, Playoff Rondo could help them out tremendously if they would have made the playoffs. Play Rondo in the playoffs is ridiculous. He puts up mad numbers. We've seen him do it from when he was at Boston to when he was in New Orleans. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when LeBron's not off the floor, he can still get the right people to ball to shoot. Now, yes, I, you do take away from Lonzo, but, you know, if Lonzo would have just stayed cool and tried to learn a little bit, not that he needs to learn a lot from Rondo, but Rondo sees the court you know, totally different. You know what I mean? He's he's a one of a kind player when it comes to court vision. You know, you know basketball smarts. You know what I mean? So so Lonzo could actually learn a lot from Rondo. I mean, but, I, I don't disagree with that. But if you're bringing Rondo in and then you're saying Rondo's gonna come off the bench right. and then Lonzo's my starter, then that's a whole different story. They didn't do that. They they brought him in for a competition. That's true. And then when you bring him in, now you have three players that can't even coexist together. Right. You can't even put Lonzo, Rondo, and LeBron on the court at, at the, the same, same time because right. they all need the ball. Exactly. So that's not the type of player you need. There's better point guards that can teach Lonzo what he needs, that can shoot the ball and play the two guard and do different things. Right. But bringing Rondo in as good as he is, as playoff Rondo, he Rondo and LeBron don't even really fit together. No. They don't, but when LeBron is on the court, he does let Rondo take charge, and that's good because Rondo, he going to find him. You know what I mean? LeBron lets you shoot that jumper now. But but why would you need a Rondo when you have a LeBron? Well, because well, LeBron ain't playing no goddamn defense. That's, that's one. the problem. That's, that's, one. <laughs> that's, that's, that's number one. That's number one. He ain't fucked up so, about doing nothing. So Rondo does play good D, so does, so does Lonzo. I don't, see a, I don't have a problem with getting rid of Lonzo and keeping Rondo because – 
It's an upgraded version for one. You don't need developing because Ron, Rondo's going to do what he got to do. He's going to play both ends of the court. He, he, Like I said, he's got tremendous court vision. So I wouldn't mind letting go of Lonzo. I wouldn't mind keeping him either. It's not that I'm a Lonzo hater. I'm just saying you don't need both of them. I agree with you that. But I do see the value in bringing in Rondo, who is a seasoned champion and has been to the playoffs numerous times for the experience. Well, that's what I say. I would agree with you if you were bringing Rondo in saying, Rondo, you're going to be a bench player. Right. If we can find the minutes for you, similar to like how they used to bring Jared Jack in with Curry. True, true. Jared Jack, but he could push his way on the court. Yeah. He could kill whenever Curry wasn't there. Right. But Curry, you're the man. All you're doing is learning from Jared Jack. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? And then if y'all get hot together, we'll play you together. That's not... The reason why I didn't like the Rondo signing, because it was the writing on the wall that they were trying to trade Lonzo. Well, yeah. A second-year point guard, you've already killed his confidence at the beginning of the season because you're saying that we don't want you, just like they did with D'Angelo Russell. Right. They're giving up on, on young players too soon, especially young players that are at the point guard position, which is the hardest position to learn. Right. You can't give up on dudes in two years. Look at D'Angelo Russell. He's he an all-star player now. He is killing right now. He is kill- if y'all you know don't know, the boy plays for Brooklyn. Go check him out. He is killing folks right now. And also, so is Julius Randle. It's kind of funny that both of these players were young and got traded, and now they're having the best seasons of their lives because they're well, not with the Lakers anymore. Well, low-key, Julius balled last year. True, and, he did. And took him to 30. He did exactly what LeBron did. Yeah, Yo, true. Hey, I mean, basically, <laughs> you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Julius <laughs> was a killer last year. Y'all should have just gave Julius that 90 hey. million, man. Shit, Yo. he doing it. Because hey. right now, he averaging about 25 and 12. About what LeBron, they said LeBron doing what, 28, 6, and 6? Yeah. It's the same thing. I, I live without the three points. I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe if they would have brought back the same team they had last year with Randall, Brooke Lopez, right. and went out there and signed a really legit, you know, role player for them that can knock down threes. I don't know who was on the market, like who was a three-point uh, shooter that was had, on the market. They had Trevor Reza, Kyle Corver. Trevor Reza would have been perfect. Trevor Reza would have been If they would have got a Trevor Reza out there and add a Kyle Corver or something like that just to put that team together, they would be fighting with Sacramento and the Clippers for AFC right now. True. No, it's not the star Laker power, number one seed, but y'all ain't even in the playoffs oh, now. Man. And then you would have been developing young talent and something to build on. True. So what do you think? Do you think LeBron should have sat out after he came back or what? Nah, I mean, I think LeBron is coasting, man. I think LeBron, he's doing it for his legacy. He played because he's still playing because he's trying to get the points. He's trying to move up certain stats lists. Yeah, but he's see, I'm not feeling that, though. He's stat pad. I'm man, not feeling that. But you know he is. He stat, he, yeah. Once he made the move from Cleveland to L.A., because of his sons. Right. He right. didn't make there was no basketball decisions involved no, no, in that. Because no. there were better basketball places he could have went. True. He went there when he tried to get Paul George. He tried to get whatever. He did his little thing. But I mean, I'm on record as saying LeBron's not a good recruiter. Recruiter. No, he's he not. ain't never recruited a free agent. He ain't no, he's really, he really hasn't. You know, <laughs> you know if anything, he's ran them off. Yeah, you know he I mean? ain't never recruited a free agent. And KD pretty much gave you insight in that, but saying it's toxic environment playing with right. you. You don't get none of the credit when you win. Right. You get all the blame Play when you, when you lose. True. You, all the reporters are gonna blame you because no way it's LeBron's fault. Right. That's why he can't get a start. That's why I don't think the Lakers gonna get a start. Once he gets there. Then, you know, he's doing, and he's doing what he's there for. Right. Let's not get that twist. He just thought the LeBron allure would guide him to the playoffs. They go out, true, whatever. True, true. Yeah. But he's he's making quality shows. He's building his empire. He's doing that. So right. he's accomplished his goals. But that's what I'm saying, though. This ain't the Eastern Conference. See, when you in Cleveland. I don't think he cares. But, well, I'm just saying that when you in Cleveland, like, Magic thought he was going to get the Cleveland, yeah, you know, LeBron. success. You know nah. what I mean? Yeah. And you can't do that. Because, like I said, when you playing, 
you got to think in in the East, you got three teams to worry about. Okay, you got Boston, mm-hmm. you got Toronto, and Philly. And Philly, that's it. Now, now Milwaukee, they're they're coming on late, but they ain't, they haven't been past the first round yet, so I'm not even counting them. You know what I mean? But you only got three teams to worry about. In the East, you got legit eight teams to worry about. Oh, that's what I'm saying. In the West, you got legit eight teams to worry about. So when you thought that you was going to get that LeBron success with Cleveland with that trash team he had last year, it's not even close this year. But he should have known that. we seen how hard LeBron went. You wasn't looking at LeBron last year, like 33, thinking, oh, he going to do that again. No, all, no Everybody I, knew that was his last hurrah. Bro, well, you know? see, that, see, that's what I'm saying. He ain't never bro. playing that hard so, again. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, when he got hurt and they fell to, like, the number 11 spot, I was like, me personally, was like, you know what? Just chalk the season up as a loss. They, they couldn't LeBron... know because they don't got their own pick. That's true. They would have been playing for somebody else to get the pick, so they literally were in a position where they had to compete. Now, if they would had, if they had control of their own pick, I think there's some conditions. I, I don't, I don't have it on hand, right. but there's some conditions with that pick where if they would have tanked, I'm pretty sure they would have lost it. Ah, uh, okay, I got you. Unless it was saying. like the number one pick, but you can't really Do gauge, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, if it's gonna be the one. But I'm just saying, man. What I mean, LeBron can put up all the numbers. I'm looking at these these wins and losses, and out of the last 15 games, they don't lost 12 out of 15. And look, I mean, just just listen to me though. Listen to who they don't lost to, bro. <laughs> the Pelicans without AD, okay? So Julius Randle's over there killing. They got heart, though. Okay. Huh? They got heart. They got heart. They got heart. The Grizzlies, after they traded Mark Gasol. Grit and grind. You know what I'm saying? The Suns, who are super trash, they got heart, though. Young Buck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Young Booker giving hey, them buckets. The Do- <laughs> hey, Doc River done killed them three out of four times. Hey, hey, hey but you know you know they can't guard a three-point line, so you know that one's going to give them Man, 40. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know and then with the worst trade of the world for Magic Johnson was he gave up Zubac. A young post player that can put up big numbers and he played defense. I don't know what the hell Matt Johnson did for nothing. Zubak and they wouldn't even play him. Man, they wouldn't even. That's what I'm saying. They had all the tools right there, right there, bro. Zubak, Randall. They had uh, Kuzma. They had Ingram. They had Lonzo. You man. got a starting five right there, right there. All the rookie contract. All the rookie contract. And look, if 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 you can't, we all know you can't play Rondo and Lonzo. So, shit, y'all give Josh Hart some minutes. Josh Hart is a good point guard, bro, and they are sleeping on him. 3 and D guy. Yeah, at three, that's what I'm saying. He can shoot the three. He plays defense. He hustles. That's something I, I don't say Alonzo does a lot. He doesn't hustle up the court. Yes, he plays good defense, but at the same time, if he's having a bad shooting night, you can just tell by his attitude that he's not going to play well. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's, that's also because – the organization doesn't have faith in them. A lot of it goes to the organizations just having faith in you. Right, right. So they done lost to the, the Pistons. They ain't even got no point guard, man. All it is is Blake Griffin and Andre, uh, Andre Drummond just dunking. That's so all they got. Reggie Jackson ain't out and there Reggie doing his Reggie Jackson thing. is trash, man. You know what I'm saying? Look, a couple of years ago, I would have gave Reggie Jackson his problem. Well, Reggie he, thought he was better than Westbrook. Hey, bro, when, when he got traded, look, when he got traded from Oklahoma City, bro, he was laughing to show y'all niggas. And he ain't showed a shit since, since then. Uh that was a side note. Do you remember when Reggie, when uh Westbrook and Durant got hurt? Yeah. And then Reggie Jackson and, dang, what's the dude's name from Oklahoma City? Uh, nah, he played for Baylor. He, they were hooping. They looked like a little uh, oh, Westbrook. Man, and, uh, I know KD. what you're talking about. They was hooping. They had separate locker separate rooms. Locker, they, hey. they thought they were KD and Westbrook. Hey, man, they was like, y'all better pay us, bro. Well, they nigga, Reggie got the... traded. Reggie's trash. Other nigga ain't even in the league no, no more. more. <laughs> like, look. 
They lost to the Knicks, bro. The Knicks only won 17 games this year. Hey, but they okay? got Mitchell Robinson, though. The next Shaquille O'Neal. Hey, man, he, hey, he's, a, he's a hooper, bro. I hope they do something nice with him. Oh, you know they're going to fuck that they up. They're going to fuck that up. They're going to trade that nigga to Boston for hey, a third shit. and some um, and I'm Doritos. A, I'm a Boston fan. We'll take that all day, bro. Hey, holla at us, man. They're going to get that nigga Aaron Baines in the future. <laughs> Sam Bowie. Hey, bro, they're going to trade Aaron Baines in the future. Second. And then the last, the last loss they had the other day by 21 was the Nets. D-Lo hooping on the ass. Yeah, but that that's D-Lo revenge game. Hey, bro. Hey, he D-Lo revenge. You know, they y'all say, I, oh, just because I told on Nick Young, y'all yeah, got to get me out of here, look, huh? And then, look, Swaggy P ain't even there no oh, more. Man, you supposed to Swaggy, you not get, get rid of Swaggy. Y'all thought Swaggy was the truth. Yeah, y'all, y'all gave Swaggy the bag. Y'all let D'Angelo go. Y'all let D'Angelo go to keep Swaggy P for one year. And then Swaggy ain't even in the league no more. And, look, he was the eighth option on the on the uh, Golden State Warriors, bro. Like on he, the, he only got 16 minutes a game. On the cool, though, the Lakers should have brought in Swaggy P this year. They should have brought in Swaggy P. <laughs> hey, get, get Swaggy the green light, bro. He would yeah. hey, he would have put up 20 for y'all, They, they should have brought in Swaggy, and uh, they should have went ahead and traded for JR. JR got to be going for the cheap. He nah, man, look, look, JR, man, after the LeBron cut ties with JR, man, that's what happened in the finals, bro. <laughs> you he you said, right. He said JR done, man. JR can't even get no phone calls back. He was like, man, I thought me and LeBron was homies. Yeah, and, and and that whole you can't sit somebody, but J.R. Smith ain't played since November, but you can't sit Anthony no, Davis. Hey, bro, because ain't nobody coming to pay to see Jr. bro. Ain't nobody coming to the league to see Jr. I ain't going to Cleveland and be like, bro, hey, I hope Jr. put up 30. Nah, bro, ain't nobody saying that shit. So who who is this season for the Lakers more on? Is this more on Magic or is it more on LeBron? Man, it's really on Magic because when it comes to LeBron, Magic is a yes man. So Magic should have been in LeBron's ass. You know what I'm saying? When he came back, making sure he's healthy, making sure that, you know, he sticks to the plan. But LeBron, you know, he do what he do, and he, he ain't going to do what he don't want to do. And Magic let that shit slide. So I put all the blame on Magic and Rob Lincoln because they are yes men right now. Yeah, I, I put it on LeBron because I think LeBron should have been more of a leader. But, I mean, I think Magic, I don't know. I think Magic has a lot of the blame, too. But speaking of dudes from Michigan State that's fucking up, what's up with your boy Izzo trying to whoop players hey, on the man. court, man? Bro, Izzo had a uh, Bobby Knight moment <laughs> trying to choke up players. Nah, man, if y'all don't know, in the NCAA tournament, uh, Michigan State was playing uh, Bradley. Bradley is they are a decent team, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, look, hey, they, made, they made it to the tournament, so I'm saying they're 64, 66 teams yeah. make it to the tournament, man. But, when, uh, but Michigan State, playing like Michigan State has played all year, they haven't hustled. They let teams like Bradley stick around, and, you know, they wasn't playing defense. They wasn't hustling back. So Izzo, man, he had a little something to say about that. Now, I need to know from you, do you feel like this was a bad coaching move? Because a lot of people are making a big deal about it, you know what I'm saying? I think it's just harsh coaching, man, because when you're in an NCAA tournament, man, it's one and done. There ain't no, you know, playoffs. You don't get more than one chance, man. And Michigan State, you know, they, they've they been doing this shit all year, bro. Like, they played down to their competition. And Izzo seen them, you know, about to get their ass whooped. So, you know, he had to intervene. Man, this just goes back to what I always say about, number one, a lot of times the people that are making these big assumptions and making a big deal about these things or people that didn't play sports, people that got cut from sports or people that quit or their mama didn't let them continue to play sports because the coach get let, yelled at them. Right, right. But And I don't, you know, I got, uh, I don't agree with Shannon Sharp because Shannon Sharp, you know, he's saying that you should play the, you should pay the players if you want them to do, you know, what you want to do. And that's not, 
that's not ideal, bro. If you don't if you don't want to come to college to compete, then don't come to fucking college, man. You know what I'm saying? Go play in LeVar Ball's, you know, <laughs> league. Yeah, go play in the JBL, bro. If you don't want to come. $6 an yeah, hour. $6 an hour, bro. If you want to get paid that bad, because I don't believe in that, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think college athletes should get a little bit more than what they're getting right now. But when you start comparing these players to NBA players, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's the problem that they have already right now. They're coasting because they think they're going to go to the NBA, and so they don't want to get hurt. Or they don't want to do this and that. And it's like, bro, you got to prove yourself before I come out with this paper. Yeah, man, that's different coaching styles. And I think Tom Izzo has earned his respect in the league to know that how he coaches, people respect him. The kids that lead, they respect him. So if you have one person that he's having an altercation with, then maybe it's on that player. I'm not saying that, you know, he should be fighting a player or whatever, but him coaching them hard and him trying to get the best out of the players, that's what we've seen from Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo always gets the most out of his players, but you have to be willing to buy into the system. So when I see a coach like Tom Izzo yelling at his players, getting on his player hard and doing all that, I mean, I don't have any problems with it because I know that he's coaching them because I hear the players that leave, how much they respect him and how much they love him. So I just think that as regular coaches, man, every coach that I had like that I love. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just different when you play in that environment. What you may see from the outside and you look at, oh, my God, he's yelling at them, blah, blah, blah. These are men, though. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? These are 18, 19, 20-year-old men. Right. And, <laughs> and see, what people fail to realize, too, is that, man, the coach, he can't get on the court and do what he wants them to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's super frustrating when you're giving directions and you see that these players, bro, are not – you know, following instructions, and they don't have the the competitiveness to you know say to play hard. Now, do I want my coach to put his hands on players? No. And the the alleged thing was is that Izzo had his his fist balled, and he kind of lunged at the player. Now I seen him lunge. I didn't necessarily see him have his his uh, hand balled into a fist. But as far as putting your hand, I mean, I don't want a Bobby Knight situation where he's choking up players. But at the same time, man, like to me, this is hard nosed coaching. You know, saying you should definitely put. You know, coaches like this make a player better because they call you out on your bullshit, but at the same time, they give you that attaboy when you're out there playing hard. And Michigan State just wasn't playing hard. Yeah, and it's a it's a heat of the moment type thing, too. Even if he did have his fist balled up, do I think he was going to hit him, hit him? No, I don't think he was hit him, but he's human. He's He has a reaction, just like that player. The player w- may not have done what he's supposed to do, but the player might not have thought it was a big deal. Don't be yelling like that on top TV, you know what I'm saying? So it's just more of just a heat of a battle thing. I guarantee you that they're all right right, right. now. You know I what I mean? That they straight, what, what I think it was is little buddy, you know, the little player, he probably said a little smart-ass comment, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was about to get in his rap, you know Yeah, mean? you know what I'm saying? Look, it's but, they were still in practice. Yeah, you know I even mean? <laughs> yeah, got them cameras was there, man. Yeah. Cause, but no, nah, like I, I understand the the frustration, bro. Because you know, if you're a competitive player and you want to win, you want your coach to be on your ass like that. If you got a coach that just kind of lets you do whatever, bro, you ain't gonna work as hard. Yeah. But other than that, man, did you catch me in much of the tournament this weekend? Man, I caught a little bit of the tournament, man. I, I'm not a real big NCAA guy, but you know, I like to see the players who's coming out in the next year's draft. So. You know, I caught a few games. You catch that Duke game? Oh, uh, bruh. You know what I mean? Zion out there showing out again, man. Man, I ain't never seen a team work so hard to lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> UCF gave they heart to lose the game. Hey, hey, bro, look. And we all knew this was going to come to an end, man, because Duke don't got no shooters, man. They looking like the Lakers right now. They got man. all inside game with no shooters, bro. How UCF, they up by three, mm. and Duke got the ball, and they lead that possession up by one. They did four <laughs> points in like six.
six seconds, man. They got and they did everything. Everything that could go wrong happened on that final possession. Zion drove. He got the basket. He fouled out Taco. And after he fouled out Taco, he missed the free throw. RJ gets it rolls in four point play. Right. Then you get the ball back. You drive. Have the perfect tip in. Right. The nigga that got thirty three points been going live. Going live. Coach's son. Right. The nigga that been in practice ever since he was twenty. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he missed the layup, man. Hey, bro, like I said, man, look, dude, <laughs> they, you know what? And it's funny, too, because I knew this shit was going to happen, man. Like, dude, it's just, it was just one of them teams this year that everybody had so much hype. When you got that much hype on a team to go who can't shoot, bro, like, yeah, I, already knew, I already knew it was coming because North Carolina beat that ass twice. Bro, they are ranked, like, last <laughs> in Division One, to shoot three points. Shoot three points, bro. Like what? Like sixty six or something like nah, that. No, it's like three hundred and thirty or something. They like last, last. They you might have heard sixty cent percentile or something. Man. They're like last, last in shooting threes. So I knew, t- I knew that UCF was gonna be a problem for him just because seven six Taco there. Now right. I think a lot of it's kind of unfair for Taco because he's seven six. He's trying to stand there. Right. Listen, if a dude is two hundred and eighty five pounds, bro. runs full speed. And hit you in your chest. Yeah. Your arms are gonna fold. That's sure. your <laughs> He said it straight up. This rock gets him in his chest, and they're like, "Oh, he fouled him because he broke the plane." Well, he broke the plane, you know man. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and you've been punching your chest. <laughs> crazy. So, uh, you, you think this uh, affects Zion's uh, draft stock? Nah, man. I think. I think. I think Zion is everything of what we thought Zion was. I mean, Ben Simmons shows you don't have to be able to have a jump shot, and he can shoot better than Ben Simmons right now. Right, right. You know what I, mean? I, I tell you what, man, if Ben Simmons did have a jump shot, man, I would say 76ers would come out of the East, but, you know, they still got another year or two because, you know, with the new pieces they put together this year with with uh, Tobias Harris, which I love that trick. Yeah. See, look, Elton Brand got it figured out, bro. Yeah, Elton's you know what I'm saying? Though. True, true. But Elton Brand got to figure it out, man, because he made some great moves and made this team like a thousand percent better. Yeah, they lost a little depth on the bench, but at the same time, you get you get a two way player in Tobias Harris who can create his own shot, who plays defense, who's a shooter, can shoot shoot a good percentage from three. He hustles, he rebounds, he does everything. Same thing with Ben Simmons, and he's a young player. You know what I'm saying? And then you bring you know, uh, and then you bring in Jimmy Jimmy B, who is an absolute assassin when it comes to the scoring. You know what I mean? I think he needs to step it up a little bit on the, on the offense this year because I feel like he's starting off a little slow. He's trying to still figure things out. But once they get it figured out, man, they're going to be nice. Yeah, I mean, Ben is definitely a liability out there. I mean, um, he can't shoot that shot, which kind of it kind of interferes with Embiid because in the last play, they want to have Ben Simmons in because it's his star. Right. But if you throw it down to Embiid, then nobody's going to guard Ben Simmons because he won't even shoot the three, let alone. Now, he tries to do the Rondo drive in, right. but he's just not as creative. But, I mean, it's going to be an interesting Eastern Conference playoff, I mean, Eastern, Eastern Series. Um, I still like Boston. I know they're going through their stuff, but playoff Boston is a lot different than regular season right, right. Boston. And you got to look at Boston right now. They are not exactly healthy. I mean, you know, the last two games, they had out Horford, they had out Tatum. Baines just came back. He was going for three games. Uh, then you got, uh, you know, Kyrie's in and out right now. You know, people are still trying to get healthy. So when, once the playoff hits and everybody's healthy, they're going to be straight. Yeah, but shit, I'm going to tell you one thing. Ben Simmons better watch his back. 
Because young Kodak might want him. Just like <laughs> Ben Simmons kind of favorite young mom. Hey, look, Kodak might come after him. Look, hey, bro. And Ben Simmons is a pretty looking you nigga. So, look. Hold on. <laughs> ben Simmons is a pretty dude, man. You know what I'm saying? He's light-skinned, got good skin. You know, always faded up. You know what I'm saying? Kodak and, might get him. Look, if, if he like young and made with the skinny jeans and the Tims, boy, hey. he loves some Ben Simmons hey. right now. Kodak said, shit, don't be mad at me because I want you. Right. You, <laughs> it, hey, if you didn't know, Kodak came out on Facebook Live telling telling the world that M, young M.A. should want him as much as he wants her. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you being mad aggressive right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, mad aggressive. Like, bro, you can't talk to young ladies like that. You know, even, And she's clearly came out and said that she prefers the same sex. You know, she is a lesbian. She's made that clear. And, you know, you know it shouldn't be this big of a deal for you, I mean, you shouldn't be coming at her like that. You feel yeah, me? I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to turn a nigga away two, two or three two times, or three times that, man. He, that she obviously don't like. See, me. man, and look, that's that's what's wrong with these. You know, what I'm saying these females, they try to be polite to y'all, y'all young niggas, man. And, you know, they try to say no, nice and politely, and then you trying to get mad at her because she don't want you. I'm just trying to figure out what Kodak is on, man. I know. See, this new age. That's the problem with this new age, man. It's not about your music it's not about your lyrics it's not about any of that it's just about can you go viral how many times can you go viral to getting on the screens of youtube or tv screens and then make your money that way all these people all all these artists are trying to do is make money they don't care about the music anymore it doesn't matter so it's better for them to go viral just by saying stupid shit or getting on instagram and saying shit or starting beefs than it is focusing on their craft and their music hey but kodak said he got them bars bro he said, y'all need to start comparing him to Tupac and Biggie. I got an issue with that, bro. Yeah, man. That, I mean, I, I ain't going to lie. I listen to Kodak album. It took me a lot to even listen to Kodak album. Right. Looking at him, I didn't like Kodak. Right, right. But I went ahead and looked, listened to his album. The only thing I disagree is that he always talking about how he go fraud. That he do fraud. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> right, dry right. snitched on himself the whole album. Right. But other than that, I mean, I thought it was a cool album. But now he's just getting out of hand. Now, see, I didn't. I've, I've only listened to a couple of Kodak's. You know, songs. I haven't really dug in deep into his discography. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you an NBA guy. I'm going to break a little something down for you, bro. Okay? All right. All right so, look. We, we, we got some stats here. Okay? Because I did check into uh, uh, Kodak Black's hits. Okay? Mm. All right? Now, Kodak Black out here talking about he the truth, right? He's got that's two. That's what he say. That's what he say, right? He got two top ten, two top ten hits, right? Okay. But they were only top ten for two weeks at a time. Okay? okay? All right, so they, and look, it wasn't no solo. They had no tenure. They, they had features. They they had features, and the feature was Travis Scott on ZZ. Oh, that's you know already, what I'm saying? That's already a knot. Right, right, and then Bruno Mars and Gucci Mane oh, on the man. on the one joint. Bruno you know and Gucci. Hey, that's a success <laughs> right there, bro. Kodak, they didn't even need you, bro. You could throw me on there. Yeah, man. I, I could have spit some bars, bro. We still would have went number one. You I know got a hot eight for you on that. Okay, so look. So, since you're an NBA guy, bro, I'm going to break down some stats, right? All right, we're going to start with Tupac and Biggie. Now, Tupac and Biggie, to me, in the NBA, relates to Magic and Bird, okay? Okay. I say Tupac is Magic because okay. he had more classic albums. Magic got more Championship. uh, championships. Okay. Rookie of the Year, you know, all that, right? But Bird, still respected, beat Magic a couple of times because then they beef, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on. I mean, that's so, not beat Magic, but... Uh, let me get this clear, though. Okay. You saying Biggie is Bird? I'm saying Biggie is Bird. They gonna kill you for that shit. Hey, go ahead. Go hey, ahead. Hey, no, I'm just, I'm just relating. Bird gets it. no respect in these streets. But go ahead. Hey, though. but but Bird should get respected. Three time champion. 
You know what I'm saying? Hey, you ain't gotta tell me. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just, telling I'm you. I'm just relating, you know bro. Because look, I'm a Biggie fan. I would, I always take Biggie over Tupac. But stats never lie. And Tupac did have a couple, a couple of more classic albums than Biggie because he okay. came out earlier than Biggie, and then they kind of died around yeah. a year apart. You know what I'm saying? All right, so he ain't even close to that. The second one I got Jay Z and Nas. All right, okay. and that relates to me, Jordan okay. and Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Zeke, huh? Yeah, yeah, Zeke, right? Okay. okay. Jay-Z is obviously Jordan. All He's right. had the longevity. He's got classic albums. He came out hot, and he stayed hot for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? But he got better as the years went on. Same thing as Jordan. Jordan came out hot. He had a little trouble getting past that first round, but when he caught fire, he stayed on top. Never fell after that, right? What about Nas is LeBron? No, no, no. I, I, I say Nas is Zeke. Listen to this, though. Okay. Because Zeke... When he came in, he came at hot. Nas's first album, Illmatic, yeah. hottest album that he had. Okay. Okay. But still respected in the game. He's still a legit player. You know what I mean? Still put up good stats. Still did great in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say that's why I say Nas is Zeke because, you know, of the respect. He's a Hall of Famer. Nobody can deny his bars. You know what I'm saying? He was on top for a little bit. You know, it's debatable who won, you know, the first round of the beef between him and Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? As far as I say Nas won, you know what I mean? He kind of got Jordan a little bit. But once Jordan got over that hump, Jordan skyrocketed. You feel me? And he had never respect Jordan. And he'll never respect Jordan. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Respect never respect Jordan, okay? All right. So the next the next thing I got is Kobe. Who do you think Kobe is in the, in the hip-hop world? Kobe in the hip-hop world? Yeah. I don't know, man. Okay. I'm going to break it down to you. D- depending on your preference, I say Lil Wayne or T.I. Okay, both of them. Kobe, Little Wayne. I can see yeah. Kobe, Little Wayne. Okay, okay. And, and I say this because when Little Wayne, Little Wayne, when he got on top, he stayed on top. He took a couple of L's like Kobe did, but at the same time, he bounced back and with he the five chips. Jordan. And he admired Jordan, and he, he he respected all the old heads that came before him, and he just wanted to put out a quality product. And you got to remember, man, he had three straight years where he was dropping nothing but straight fire. Oh man, I, I'm on record of saying that I think that uh, everything that we hear now, Lil Wayne's from Lil Wayne. Right. Lil Wayne is probably one of the biggest influencers on the rap game that we see right. Yeah, now. for sure. And I'm, I'm not a huge. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a huge fan of the of the New York hip hop scene. You know, say so I'm more up north Midwest. So I'm not a hater of Lil Wayne, but I just wasn't a huge fan. But I will respect that he had. You know, he for three straight years couldn't nobody touch him. And that was Kobe's three-peat. Yeah. Could nobody you. touch him. He was on top. You I'm know what I'm saying? I'm rolling. I'm rolling. You rolling with me? I'm rolling. You still I'm rolling with me? With all right. All right. So, and now we go to LeBron James. Who you think LeBron James is? I don't know, man. That's what I want to know. I mean, LeBron James is a Drake, bro. Okay. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Drake, right. Drake, hey, when LeBron came in the game, all the old heads was kind of dying down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he really didn't have no competition. Yeah. And he just blew up, and everything he touched was gold. This is from LeBron going to the play, going to the finals after his first three, you know, his first three years. Yeah, he had a little stumble. Yep. He did it by himself, though. Then he really got hot, and he went to Miami, won two out of four. Then he came back to Cleveland, won one out of three. You know what I'm saying? And now Man, Drake is on coast mode now, just like LeBron is, because he done proved everything he done needed to prove. He got his championships. You know what I'm saying? He got his MVPs, and now man, he just out there living life. I- the only thing is, a, there's a problem with Drake, though. What's that? The only problem is, Drake got like 12 championships. Yeah, you know true, what I'm saying? The true. rings. But, but you take I, away the rings out of it? Because 
That nigga Drake is winning. But what I'm saying you know what is, man? when LeBron... Scorpions be like the most streamed album true, ever. True, But what I'm saying is, but but what I'm saying is, it's like, who was his competition? Just like LeBron really didn't have no competition as far as one, you know what I'm saying, his team versus another team. I mean, he was just killing the East. Nobody was touching him. Yeah, making it to the, you. you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like, he is Drake because, I mean, I know Drake winning more, but as far as the... As far as a popularity standpoint, as far as crushing the game standpoint, they're the same player, bro. So I guess Pusha T, Steph Curry, then. Hey, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I guess Pusha T, Steph Curry. And and I'm glad you said that, bro, because that's what I got down here. I got Pusha T and Joe Button, all right? right. Joe Button was a little, you know, his little Mickey Mouse, you know what I'm saying? He had a nice little rival, but, you know, it really wasn't shit. Joe Button is respected in the rap game for his bars, but... Drake kind of ran over him with his popularity. Yeah. Now, Pusha T was the only man that made that nigga stumble. That's yeah. why he's Steph Curry. Because yeah. Steph Curry came hey, out to the other You know what I'm saying? You feel me, right? to get the pattern down. Yeah, I'm you got me. I'm okay. Wrong. Wrong. All right, so now we're going to call that black. Who you think call that black is? <laughs> Come on, man. This nigga call that black. Hey, call that black is mellow, bro. He's mellow to White Howard. No, no, hold on. Yeah, no, bro. No, hey, no, no, no. Yes. Stop that shit right now. Bro, you I'm are not you. about to disrespect my man Mellow. Look, bro. Because Kodak Black, in the in his he got two hits with cosigns. No, you are not disrespecting okay. Mellow. All right, so I'm disrespecting Mellow. You know why? Nah, you can't. Look, you no, know why? Because no, the only time, only time he made the Western Conference Finals was with Denver. He had a stacked team. He didn't do shit in New York. He needed help. He can't. He can't hold down shit himself. He, he never. He never can bro, do it I'm, by I'm, himself. I'm rolling if you call like Mellow Joe Button. You call Melo like gay. I ain't what he look. You know what I'm saying? You okay. cannot call that nigga Kodak Black. <laughs> I ain't going with that. The Kodak Black is, is Dwight Howard Nish. Kodak Black is shit. <laughs> Katarius <laughs> Conwell Pope. <laughs> nigga Kodak Black. <laughs> I'm just. Kodak Black is. I'm not trying to disrespect Melo, bro. Kodak I'm just. Black. I'm not trying to disrespect Melo by any means. I'm just saying, like. Kodak Mello, Black is Mario Chalmers. <laughs> Damn. It's Mario. Mario oh, nigga, Mario has a couple of big, right. big moments, yeah, man. Right, you know what I'm saying? Nah, you know, call that black Damon Jones, man. Damon Jones. Nah, you got to tie that nigga Moochie no- Norris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, bro, Melo didn't play no defense, bro. He couldn't do it by himself. He had two good, great coaches with two great teams. Couldn't do nothing with him. You know what I'm saying? For the first couple of years, he could barely get past the first round. When but, he, when, he comp- when you compare the stats like that, you got to think, Kodak Black came out in 2014, bro. He's he, he's only got he's only got five hits on the Billboard, other than the two that we named earlier. None of them are are in the top thirty. Bro, yeah, I, I'm I'm rolling with you on Kodak Black. I'm just saying you disrespecting Melo. Like, you giving hey, you giving Kodak way too much props. No, nah, I'm just I'm just saying like you know nah, he decent, bro. And that's and that's what people mm. say about Melo, man. You Mello. say Melo, Ti, Gucci Man, nah, or something man. like that. You ain't giving Kodak Black. I ain't going. I ain't rolling. You ain't rolling with that. You was with me to that part. Nope, I ain't with it. That nigga's Earl Boinkins. You know what I'm That nigga is nowhere. Melo was legitimately. Top five best player in the NBA yeah, for like 10, 12. Bro, but he can't carry a team. But okay, by so, so, so you're right. You say just individually can't right. carry a team. Can't carry a team. Does he like Kodak, Kodak Black. Black top five in rap by he, himself he right now? He can't carry a track by himself. Bro. I'm just saying, is he top five just by himself bro, ever? The, the trash is out right now. Other <laughs> Kodak. The trash is out right now, bro. You never know, man. Yeah, you still got Cole. You still got Kendrick. You got, I mean, you you got, got a Big Sean. You got you know Cole, Kendrick, Drake. Big Sean, ASAP Rocky. Who else you got after that? Nobody. Lil Pump. I mean, you know, there's other people that, you know, the uh, the whole camp that's in. I mean, you know, I don't listen to them, but, you know, they're going to call out Migos. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, they don't call out Migos, so you know Quavo, Young Hotcho, whatever the nickname is. You know what I'm saying? 16 yeah. the nicknames. You know what I'm saying? Out there. I don't listen to all the young music, but I'm saying Kodak Black, he's not top 10, top 15 in this game right now. Hey, just because you know, just he get on Instagram and say it. There's a lot of trash out there right now, man. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. So, some people call. I'm just saying, bro. Just just because there's a lot of trash don't mean a burger on the ground is good. Moral of the fucking story is Kodak Black is not Tupac. He ain't Biggie. That nigga ain't even Lil Wayne. He definitely ain't Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? He ain't even T.I. Well, that's enough smoke for the day. We got Kodak Black Mello. I'm still, I'm, I'm, that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this. You really won't smoke any shit like man. that. That's disrespectful. You got man. anything else, man? Nah, man. Uh, you can catch me, uh, Sweet Lou, at When the Smoke Clears Podcast on Instagram. And also, he's got the glow, just like how it's spelled on Instagram. And check out the network on the Too Smart Network on Instagram. Peace. Later.